I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Star Trek has a habit of introducing some truly compelling plot lines that sadly end up getting forgotten about in order to move the main story along. Whether it's drama between the characters that gets immediately forgotten in the next episode, or discoveries that should have really altered life in the Federation, or even characters just being completely discarded, many of the entries on this list may well be resolved in future Trek shows. Given the number of references to Trek history and the return of old characters from shows like Lower Decks and Picard, though most, it's fair to say, will probably be left in obscurity. So with that in mind then, I'm Ellie with Trek Culture and here are the 10 greatest unspoken Star Trek plot points. Number 10. The Fate of Paris and Janeway's Alien Children the infamous Voyager episode Threshold has a number of ridiculous, headache-inducing plot points, but perhaps the most outrageous comes at the end of the episode. Lieutenant Paris had just passed the Warp 10 barrier using a new engine modification. Travelling at Warp 10 is meant to be infinite velocity, a speed at which one would occupy every point in space simultaneously. However, his journey had the unfortunate side effect of mutating Paris into a half-human, half-lizard monster, apparently speeding up his evolution for some reason. Surprisingly, the scientific illiteracy of the episode isn't even the worst part. As Paris began to mutate, he kidnapped Janeway in a shuttlecraft and jumped to Warp 10 again, this time mutating both him and Janeway. By the time Voyager found them on some alien planet, Paris and Janeway had turned completely into lizards and even mated. The crew found them, as well as a number of baby human-lizard hybrids, and decided to take their captain and lieutenant back to reverse the process, but left the babies on the planet. Paris and Janeway's children were now left on some planet in the Delta Quadrant to fend for themselves and were never spoken about again, apart from the appearance of a similar lizard in the background of the Lower Decks episode Much Ado About Boimler. Number 9. Guinan's History Guinan's history remained a shrouded mystery throughout Star Trek The Next Generation and the movie Star Trek Generations in which she appeared. We only know a few bits and pieces. We know that she belongs to a long-living alien species known as the Elorians, whose homeworld was destroyed by the Borg in the 23rd century. Guinan and her family were saved from this catastrophe due to being off-world. In fact, we see in the episode Time's Arrow that Guinan was actually living on Earth as far back as the 19th century, far before First Contact, 
hiding from her father. We also know that Guinan has some mysterious history with Q, who tells Picard that wherever she goes, trouble always follows. Q even claims that Guinan is not her real name and calls her an imp. We can only speculate on Guinan's history with Q, but surprisingly, Q almost seems somewhat afraid of her in the episode Q Who. Which does make one wonder what could make such a supreme being afraid. Number 8. The Equinox Crew Adapting to Life on Voyager One of the most interesting episodes of Voyager was Equinox, where the crew encounter another Starfleet vessel, the USS Equinox, that was pulled into the Delta Quadrant by the caretaker just as they were. The Equinox was a much smaller ship than Voyager and thus suffered more from starvation and fatigue on their journey back to Earth. In order to survive, they decided to capture and drain alien life forms for power, causing Janeway to step in and correct things. In the ensuing battle, the Equinox was destroyed along with its captain, Captain Ransom, and most of the rest of the Equinox crew transported to Voyager to integrate into its crew. It would have been fascinating to see this hardened, traumatized crew integrate into life on Voyager after years of struggling to survive. Sadly though, after this episode, we don't get any sort of follow-up and are just left to assume that they integrated perfectly. But this is unfortunate though, because their struggle to adapt to normal life and their shame for exploiting aliens would have been some interesting themes to drive some drama on the ship. But this all seems to have happened off camera. Number 7. Picard's Connection to the Borg Collective after being assimilated by the Borg in the Next Generation episode The Best of Both Worlds, Captain Picard was forever changed, even after having the cybernetic parts removed and his body healed. As we see multiple times in Star Trek VIII First Contact, Picard was sometimes able to hear faint whisperings of the Collective when he was near them. This was how he was able to target the correct spot on the Borg cube to destroy it. The fear of intruding Borg voices was a terrifying reality that Picard had to live with every day. Picard barely got any time to cope with his trauma at the hands of the Borg, and shortly after rejoined the Enterprise-D with most of his recovery happening off-camera. In Star Trek Picard, we finally get to witness Jean-Luc move moving past his fear of the Borg a bit, but it will surely always haunt him. Still, the idea that at any time Picard could be telepathically invaded by Borg voices is horrifying. But it is probably safe to assume that the Borg technology in his brain was completely removed after the events of the Star Trek Picard season 1 finale. Number 6. The Fight for Freedom for Sentient Artificial Intelligence the iconic Next Generation episode The Measure of a Man portrays a legal battle where Data must prove that he, as a machine, is sentient and not merely the property of Starfleet. The writing in this episode is incredible and both sides make some interesting points, but in the end Data is victorious and given the right to free choice. Sadly, this was only done on an individual basis with Data specifically in mind. In the Voyager episode Author Author, we see that discrimination against sentient artificial life forms is still very much prevalent when a holo novel publisher attempts to steal the holographic doctor's story that he programmed and wrote on the grounds that it was not created by a person and thus no one can own it. Though the doctor eventually wins his case, just as with data, the same cannot be said for all the EMH Mark 1s, the same model as the doctor, who were discontinued from their starships and forced to work in the mines, as we see in the end of the previously mentioned episode. One has to wonder how many AI lifeforms are being taken advantage of throughout the Federation. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Number five, Tuvok and Chakotay's conflict. One largely forgotten storyline from Voyager is Tuvok's betrayal of Chakotay. Prior to being lost in the Delta Quadrant with the Voyager crew, Chakotay, Balana, and the other former Marquis were serving aboard the Valjean, a Marquis raider that Voyager was pursuing for crimes against the Federation and the Cardassians. Many forget that Tuvok was aboard the Valjean for quite some time on an undercover infiltration mission to gather intelligence about the Marquis and eventually turn the Valjean crew over to Federation authorities. When Chakotay learned of this deception in the pilot episode Caretaker, he was initially frustrated but quickly regained his composure when he learned how serious their situation was. The conflict of these two resolving their issues would have been interesting to see, but after the pilot, Chakotay seems to have moved on entirely, perhaps content with the position that Janeway gave him as first officer, a position that Tuvok expressed initial distaste for in the episode Twisted. Chakotay seems satisfied with the fact that he was given the role over Tuvok, despite him being the obvious next in line. Still, it would have been nice to see these two resolve their past more on screen. Number 4. The Discovery of a Dyson Sphere In the Next Generation episode Relics, the crew of the Enterprise-D encounters something truly breathtaking. An abandoned, or seemingly abandoned, Dyson Sphere. A Dyson Sphere is a theoretical megastructure sphere that would surround an entire star. The inside of the sphere would be livable land just far enough away from the star to get perfect sunlight at all times, possibly allowing it to harness the entire energy output of the star. Starfleet, the Klingons, the Vulcans and even the Borg have never been able to create megastructures this massive. Whoever created the sphere was likely more powerful than any known empire in the galaxy, rivaled perhaps only by the Q. It's a shame that we never get to see any further research done on the Dyson Sphere. I mean, it's likely that Starfleet classified its existence so that they could keep its insanely powerful technologies for themselves, but audiences were left wondering who created it? How many planets were consumed just for the materials, and are there any other massive structures hidden throughout the galaxy? Number 3. The fate of the many humans brought from the past 
Throughout the history of Star Trek, a large number of humans have been brought from the past to the 23rd and 24th centuries. Of course, there was the infamous Khan, but less well known were the cryogenically frozen crew from the Next Generation episode The Neutral Zone. They were all frozen in the late 20th century because they had incurable diseases that they hoped could be cured in the future when they woke. Luckily for the three survivors, they were right. The three visitors from the past were all wealthy individuals who were very shocked to learn about how much Earth has changed since the 1900s. Unfortunately, at the end of the episode, the three of them left the Enterprise and we never saw them again. But it would have been nice to see how well they adjusted to life in the 24th century. The same goes for Gillian Taylor, the marine biologist who was brought to the 23rd century in Star Trek IV The Voyage Home. She hopped aboard a science vessel to catch up with all the information she'd missed in the past few centuries and immediately got to work helping Starfleet with its new whale operations. But again, we never get to see much of her reaction to Starfleet or the future in general. Number 2. Lieutenant O'Connor's Ascension In the Lower Decks episode Moist Vessel, Lieutenant O'Connor invites a few crewmates over to watch the conclusion of his spiritual ascension. According to O'Connor, through years of meditation and ritual, one can become a higher form of life and transcend the limitations of humanity. Tendi accidentally destroyed his sand mandala that was supposedly meant to lead to his ascension, causing him to spiral into depression before finally admitting to Tendi that his ascension was all fake, merely a way to make O'Connor stand out and seem interesting. Crazily though, this admission, coupled with the pride of saving Tendi from a shipwide disaster, was apparently enough to conclude the rituals O'Connor was working on, and he began to ascend right before Tendi's eyes. Unfortunately for O'Connor, this wasn't a very pleasant experience. His skin was burning as he floated into the air and began glowing from his eyes, transforming into a being of pure energy. He cried out in pain, overwhelmed from the terror he felt from witnessing all of creation at once. Then. Right as he was about to reveal the meaning of life, he disappeared. Despite spiritual ascension now being a proven fact, we never get to see the end result of it. Is O'Connor still out there somewhere in the cosmos watching over the crew? And, and what are the origins of this mysterious spirituality and, and how did O'Connor come to learn of it? Number 1. The Switch to Clean or Warp Travel in a parody of the harmful effects of fossil fuels, the Next Generation episode Force of Nature introduced us to a Hikaran scientist who proved definitively that warp travel was slowly damaging the fabric of space, and that if nothing was done, warp travel would soon become impossible. Although initially, in the episode, the Federation imposed strict speed limits in their space to no higher than warp 5 unless in emergency, Starfleet seems to have somehow engineered a solution to the problem since then. Considering that these laws were never enforced on screen, and we routinely saw Starfleet ships exceed Warp 5 whenever they pleased in Deep Space Nine. Many fans theorise that Voyager's folding nacelles were made to be a more eco-friendly form of warp travel, but this was never confirmed in canon, only suggested in an unreleased Star Trek Voyager technical guide. Because this guide was never published, it cannot be included in canon. And Voyager seems to be the only ship equipped with this ability. But then we are left wondering what Starfleet did since Force of Nature to seemingly fix the problem. Did they merely just cover it up? Either way, these would make for some interesting plot lines. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. 
Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.